With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight I've got two guests with me. I've got uh, Joe Doherty, youthful Joe Doherty, right, a, a re- regular stato, and I've got Stephen Always from View for the Blue. Hello. Um, okay, we've um, teamed up with the brilliant hotel tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you £15, €20 Euros, or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight, or go to Hotel Tonight dot com forward slash now and enter man city in the promo code box book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks whether for business for pleasure or our next away game you know you and your mates will be staying over at a top hotel for the weekend i know it's great as i managed to get a great room at the charlotte street hotel last week for less than half the normal price okay so guys um well, what was our last game? Leicester. Um, we were talking just before the pod and we were struggling to remember too much that was actually that memorable about it. Um, Joe, what do you think? It was a routine win. We needed the points. You know, on another night, if we'd come into it without all the negative press, we might have won the game 4 or 5 nil. But I thought the team looked a bit shot of confidence. They were, you know, they were creating chances. Sort of the wrong players were taking the chances. You know, Aguero didn't get enough shots away. I thought Navas played well. Most of the team were fairly mediocre. I can't think of any any particularly poor performances. And we just, you know, did the job. I think it was just a, a standard six out of ten win. And I think I said on last week's pod before the Leicester game actually that it's something we haven't done too often this season. Just play okay, play averagely, and win. We either seem to sweep teams aside and whip score four and five, or we really struggle to break teams down. But this was. Yeah, forgettable game, but I know it's a cliche, but it's the result that counts at this stage as opposed to the performance. Interestingly, one of the main sort of talking points was the fact that Vinny 
was left on the sideline. Nasri didn't even make the squad at all. So it looks like Pellegrini had a bit of a shake-up. I don't, what, what do you think? Was he just trying to make a point? Was he trying to sort of shake a few um, sort of cobwebs down? Or was it sort of valid that he was just doing it just to, on, on form alone? Yeah, I think it's fair that the team needed that little bit of refreshing after the previous couple of games. And you could see why company was left out because he has been fairly poor by his standards over the last month or so. Personally, I'd have kept him in because I think it was the type of game that he could have played, got a clean sheet, and his confidence would have gone back up. But equally, you know, you can easily see why Demichelis and Mangala played. Um, we kept a clean sheet a little bit fortuitously, I think, yeah. post, um, and did look dangerous on the counter-attack. Um, but it does send a message to someone like Nasri when, OK, he's not in the team, but he's then not on the bench. Um, and it's a brave, it's a bold call from Pellegrini um, because Nasri's not always had the best attitude in the past. Yeah. Um, but I think he has matured over the last year, the last 18 months. The challenge for him now is to, to be that bit more consistent and to show Pellegrini he's worthy of coming back in. I, I guess dropping company who is perennially so important to the team was probably the bigger message of, of the lot really With, and, and to a degree it actually took company out of the firing line a bit and I think Pellegrini may have even done it just for that because uh, people were slating him for his performances and okay whilst they weren't the best some of his decision making was a little bit suspect he's not suddenly turned into the worst no. central defender overnight he's still a bloody good central defender and in most cases he was covering up for other people's mistakes really yeah. and I think if that game was against Chelsea as opposed to Leicester then company would have started yeah. mm. um, it was in a sense good timing that we played Leicester bottom of the table um, and the decision paid off but I'm sure that company will be straight back in because he is the leader of the team I mean what, what is our best central defensive pairing now Joe what do you think uh, well I think I think it's company and Demichelis now Maybe I still think Mangala could be a second season player. Perhaps you know he didn't. I mean, people forget with Mangala, he didn't get straight into the team and have a proper pre-season, which really does affect players. I think it's affecting Boney right now, for example. Affected Jeko when he first came. I think maybe we could see Mangala a lot better next season. Um, but then, of course, you look at some of our loan players. We've got some really good on loan centre backs who could be the best centre back pairing with company as well. See, I, I see. Dimitrelis to me always appears the more calming influence on the defence, more calming than Mangala, more calming than company even, to be mm. fair, because he doesn't tend to do anything rashly. When he does go to ground, he nearly always gets the ball, and, 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 and his decision-making seems very good, and he holds a very good line as well. Mm. He's very good at marshalling the defence. I think Dimitrelis is probably a good partner to play alongside for either company or Mangala, yeah. because both of them are quite rash they like to nip out and, and try and pinch the ball whereas Demichelis mm. does read the game and he is that bit calmer and, and does just sit back and, and probably talks them through a game um, I think Mangala Joe was saying that he thinks Mangala might be a second season player I think he has to be because yeah. he hasn't been a first season player he's yeah. been appalling at times mm. obviously outstanding on his debut against Chelsea um, but since then he's looked everything that a £40 million centre-back shouldn't look yeah, you'd expect so, him to be somewhat the finished article rather yeah. than uh, a development just looks for that. Raw at the moment. But Demichelis, I guess if Pellegrini is still here, then Demichelis will get a new contract. Mm. Um, just picking up on that, do you think Pellegrini's in danger? <laughs> I think there's certainly questions to be asked. 
Um, if there were a top candidate like Guardiola or Ancelotti available, then I think Pellegrini would be on his way. And, and Ancelotti, sure Ancelotti could be available with the way Real Madrid are playing want, at the moment. That's they, a possibility. They want Zidane to be the next manager, apparently. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking... I don't think it's time to promote Patrick Vieira yet, so that's not an excuse to get rid of Pellegrini. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, if Guardiola or Ancelotti came available, you'd have them in a heartbeat. But you know, is that the right approach to take as a club? I still think you know, there's there's players in the team that he's bought, like Mangala, and there's loan players that he's got in the team, like Denea, who could come back better player from Celtic. You know, I think maybe we should give him some more time to see if he can implement that those younger players into the team because. I've heard that that's one of his main philosophies in football. He did it at um, Malaga and he did it at, um, was it Villarreal he was at as well? Yes. He did it there as well. So, you know, I think initially people have had a go at him for not picking younger players as a manager, but I think it will come. So I don't think, I don't want him to go just yet. I, th- I think it needs to come really because the squad is starting to little little bit on the aged side. And that's not critical of any of them in particular but they're not they don't seem to have some of the desire that perhaps they might need some of the hunger they've won a couple of titles now they've won a few cups and and, and I think you, you almost need to keep that freshness there you want somebody nipping at their heels to make sure that they you know if they're going to see out their time that, that they've got someone pressing them for their place and we, we've got some positions where there's not a great deal of competition but that I think also comes back to the recruitment last summer yeah. so after we won the league we bought it five or six players and the average age was 30 mm, yeah. had a backup num- a backup goalie a backup right back a very raw centre back yeah. a backup holding midfielder and Frank Lampard yeah. and obviously we've now added Boney in January but there's no one there who you would say that from the summer signings would get into our first team if everyone's playing well and, since and actually they're not really getting no, into the first not. team and since we beat QPR in 2012 to win the title if you look at the best 11 from that season and the best 11 now is probably only two or three changes to yeah. it mm-hmm. which means yeah. everything is stale so it's been the same team for three years and I think we probably all agree we do need more quality and we do need more youth yeah definitely I think that you know you look at that QPR team and you look I was watching the highlights the other day you know because I'm I'm like that. I do watch that Aguero goal quite a lot. I think we do. And you're watching it and you're thinking, um, you know, you watch other old highlights that you do from the, from the good old days. And obviously there's not one player from the current squad. But like you say, you watch those highlights. So many of the people involved are, ironically, the two people who set up the goal aren't at the club anymore. But um, yeah, it's a very similar team. And a lot of the players, I don't think are as good as they were that season either. What you don't want is to have a situation like they've had up the road in the red half just outside Manchester where they allowed their squad to age. There were quite a few members of that squad that went at the same time, but they've struggled ever since. The reality is they lost probably the best manager they've ever had. I know it hurts me, but the reality of it is I have a lot of respect for him for what he actually did and achieved there because he had a, a, a dynasty there, really. Mm. Um, but they've kind of fallen off the boil a little bit and they're struggling to, to regain 
any kind of um, form of a consistent level that would enable them to win a trophy or a league or something like that. And that's the last thing we should do, really, is have that complacency. And I think to maintain that, you need to freshen the squad up and you need to have competition for places. Their problem is, is they had two of the best pl- two of the best British players in their team for a long, long time in gigs and skulls and have never replaced them. No. But, but I, I suppose what I'm saying is any player worth their salt wanting to win something will want to be at the clubs that are going to win something and you need to generate that hunger and I think Manchester City is a club where players should want to be and probably do want to be mm. in the same way as they want to go to clubs like Chelsea yeah? Yeah. They, need to be, they want to be going to a club that's actually going to win them some silverware that's what you want, you've, you've only got such a short playing career, you need to furnish your, your, your trophy cabinet effectively so I think we should be attracting the kind of player that should be wanting to play for that Mm. rather than just the money and play for the shirt you know but how many of the current squad do play for the shirt how many would you say mm. get what it means to be a City player you look at Hart Milner Sabaleta, Company Milner yeah. perhaps Milner uh, perhaps Silva Aguero I think Aguero yeah well, um, although it'd be interesting if I'm please hope that they don't but if one of the big Spanish clubs offered us 60, 70 million would he want to go he's, he's worth more than that Oh, he's worth a lot more. Um, <laughs> if Di Maria's worth 60. <laughs> Di Maria's worth 60, I'm worth 60. There is issue of hunger in the yeah. squad. And whether it, as we saw in Mancini's last season, it's the season after they win the title, whether then they think, oh, we've won it, we can have a season off because we've achieved something. Yeah. Whereas that season should have told them, you know, the big challenge is to retain it. Yeah. And again, this season, I think we've been complacent in a lot of games. I, I, I think... We sometimes also approach games in with the wrong the wrong attitude in mm. in that the, there was a time when we would play a game and take our time and break a team down and normally score a lot of goals probably in the last twenty thirty minutes and I think sometimes now we push forward and push forward and push forward and push forward and actually leave ourselves a little bit exposed with too much of the midfield actually going forward supporting the attack, trying to break a team down and actually leaving us open to the breakout and, and normally I, I, the one thing that's occurred to me is quite often we get caught from one of our own corners it's mm-hmm. amazing how often we get caught it's, from it's one of our own corners season of the opposition scoring from one of our corners than of us yeah and as stupid as that sounds I think I don't know whether it's because we haven't scored from a corner for so long that we're just pushing more and more men <laughs> up and leaving fewer defenders behind but we do seem so vulnerable and all it ta- the problem with possession football and that when we push you've got two strikers you've probably got your two wide midfielders two central midfielders yeah. two full backs pushed on it only takes one misplaced pass yeah. and suddenly mm. you've got two or maybe three defenders against a counter attack mm. and we have looked so vulnerable this season Which we're not we don't seem quite as accurate with some of our passing and I think in some cases we almost allow ourselves to get press there's some indecision I sometimes see some indecision whether that's down to confidence a few times unfortunately even Yaya has been caught not too far outside of the box actually dawdling on the ball a little bit rather than moving on quickly I think I don't think we're moving the ball as quickly as we once seemed able to do and I think teams have cotton on to the fact that if you get in our faces and make it hard for us to play we don't seem to have another answer which is to you know mm. to steamroller over the top of them or something sometimes watching games this season I've just noticed it, it's like you were saying with the poor passing it sometimes just feels like there's a bit of an apathy about the players in the team at the moment like you watched the Liverpool game the other day 
we're losing 1-0 to a brilliant goal, which we should have dealt with, by the way, because that's shocking defending that led to that. We equalise. Second half, I was feeling really up for him, thinking, come on, we're going to do them. We've equalised. Um, we're on the front foot. They've, they're going to tire in the second half. They've had a crap week, blah, blah, blah. But then you watch it. We were totally awful second half. I, people have said to me that, you know, that wasn't one of our worst losses of the season. But we, were, I, we just didn't look up for it. And, you know, you're thinking... Liverpool away you should be really you know for us as fans Liverpool is probably apart from United and maybe Chelsea the team we most want to beat and the players just didn't look up for it and you just think you know this isn't what we want to see you play you look, there's a lot of apathy about the place and you know it's just you wouldn't have seen that last season no but let's not be too negative in reality we've got three points out in the last game mm. we're still the same distance behind Chelsea that we were prior to the Liverpool game They've got one game in hand, but it's still imminently feasible, in my opinion. Okay, um, sign up and play the football pools and get four games absolutely free. Go to http forward slash forward slash bit dot ly forward slash city pools. Our brand new iPhone app has also been updated and is absolutely free at the iTunes store. It's a thing of beauty with all your shows there. Views, videos, news, ETC, download it and leave us a nice review. Okay, so... Onwards and upwards, we are next playing against Burnley on Saturday at 5.30 in the evening. Well, if uh, the last time Burnley were in the Premier League says anything, at our place, they got a draw from, I think we, it was a high scoring draw that we should have won, 3-0, that's right. And uh, But away, when we played them in March on a Saturday at 5.30, we beat them 6-1. And we scored four of our goals in the first ten minutes or something. Yeah, I remember Vieira. I think that was lucky because that should have been called off. Chucked it down. It did. Day. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder if it hadn't have been. I think it was five nil at half time. If it had been nil nil, I wonder if it, the game would have been called off. Because oh. I remember the weather conditions. It was atrocious. We were at the game. Yeah. Kick the ball in the second half. We were at the game. I was at the game. Oh, just, I, I remember watching it. It was just. You think you're just sitting there. You're feeling really nervous just because you. So badly don't want him to, and I also my I reckon that day we would have, I, we genuinely would have scored ten had it not been for the weather. And well, I hope history Burnley repeats are itself. A, are a different team this season. They play, I think they're admirable because they yeah. haven't oh. got any resources um, and they hardly strengthen the squad in the summer. But they try and play football. Yeah, and they even when they were struggling at the start of the season, <clears> they try to get the ball down and pass it. Um, and I think they are the type of team if their crowd get behind them, mm. they could be. A tricky opponent for us because everyone will expect us to win and everyone will expect us to score three or four and be quite comfortable and if we get the first goal it may well be the case but the longer it's goalless and the longer they've got something to hold on for then depends whether they're going to go and play as you say play football or whether they're going to go to hold the points I guess it's whether it's going to be come here and break us down or whether they're going to do a, a come out and actually play and actually if they give us a bit of space to work in then you're right we could end up getting the first goal and yes it could go on to be that but it, it, it can be tough when you're trying to break a team down if they've got yeah, two, I, I two banks of four in front of them and play because they played against us at the Etihad yeah they did um, Especially when they were 2 0 down and then they're forced. Which was but very, very frustrating, wasn't it, really? That oh, we actually allowed them back in for 2 0 down. If, they open up, if we're 2 0 up and a side tries to attack us, that's normally, or last season, last season, that's when we went and got 3 4 5 and just killed the game. Yeah. Um, oh, we a bit unlucky with that goal in that game, though, weren't we, with the first one? But, you know, that was, that was a poor performance this season, a real low point, Burnley at home. 
but but those games are going to happen and you just have to move on and get on to the next on the bright side it also happened to Chelsea yes. frustrating for, yeah it's true more frustrating arguably because of all the penalty decisions and red cards that went against them I mean should, should sh- what, what do we think the team should be on Saturday I mean do, do we think that he's going to continue with leaving company on the sidelines do you think he's going to play company do you think he's going to have a bit of a change around I mean everybody keeps accusing of us accusing us of playing 4-4-2 it's not really a 4-4-2 because I think at times we're actually probably playing with a, a, potentially a 3-5-2 or 3-5-1-1 kind of, yeah. it, it, it kind of varies I think depending upon what we're actually trying to achieve at that point in time rather than a, a basic 4-4-2 I think the issue is more with the players and against Burnley I think he would be right, in my opinion, to play with two strikers and the usual two attacking midfielders. Yeah. Um, but the issue then is when you're playing Liverpool and you're playing Barcelona, he yeah. doesn't adapt. And when we don't have the ball against those teams, we just don't have the players who want to track back and want to keep a defensive shape. But against Burnley, I'd play Aguero and Boney. I think he'll have half a mind on Barcelona in midweek. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he should concentrate solely on that because... We've got to beat Burnley, and I'd go with two up front, Aguero and Boney, yeah. and I'd probably have Silver and Nasri, mm-hmm. um, and think that you might play Milner and Navas against Barcelona. But I'd go pretty much full strength and, yeah. and just get the win because I think we need that win to get confidence back up. Mm. I, th- I think sometimes Milner gives you that additional engine that you need in the midfield because he is prepared to go back and defend as well as attack and I think he's, his engine is, is absolutely admirable the way he gets forward and back almost at the same time he runs box to box all day that guy I mean why we haven't managed to eke out a four oh. year contract for him yet is beyond oh. belief at the minute I'm sure oh, it'll probably just come out the last minute the opposite to what we were talking about before when you said that players should want to join City to win trophies well he, he can do that now he's not going to go to another club and yeah. win trophies he'll drop down that next level and go to a Liverpool or a Spurs and probably play more often and I think fans can accept that because if he did leave it would be for genuine reasons that he wanted to play more and he wants to play more I think centrally I think he's outstanding for us in that wide role where he gets forward and and links up with people like Silva but he also gets back and gives that balance to the team and I'm not sure there's a City fan out there who wants to see him go but I fear that he will I think he will now. A lot of players signed contracts early on, you know. I mean, the, what was the most recent one? Hart signed one recently, but no, nah, I can't see Milner staying. It'd be on. interesting to know what the stumbling block actually is because the rumour says that it, he wants four and we're only prepared to give him three. I oh. know that we've offered him more than he's currently on. Yeah. But all the talk from his side of things is that he does want to, to play more and he does want to play more centrally and he knows yeah. that if everyone's fit and playing well for City he won't get in the team yeah well, so we could have a good crack at Burnley you think at the weekend I don't know I, you know what our next four games are Burnley West Brom Palace and United and uh, uh, Premier League that is not including Barcelona because I sort of think that's a bit of a dead duck, to be honest. I'm not sure we're going to do them. but And I honestly, unless something turns out, I, I don't know if this is wrong with me, I actually am most sort of, mo- I think we're most likely to, the, the game I'm most thinking we're going to win is United because they look appalling right now. Yeah, they do. We always lift our game for that one because, you know, 
the best performance I've, one of the best performances we put in this season and people will forget this because we nearly gave it away in the end between about 30 and, six, and about 80 minutes in that derby we were outstanding and absolutely bossed the game and looked really up for it and that is the I think that's the game we most want to win Palace and West Brom they're just you know they're horrible teams to play they come for the point and Burnley um, like you said Stephen if, the, if they get the fans behind them Turf Moor's become sort of the new Britannia this season hasn't it it's just a horrible place to yeah. go where the fans are behind for you. all that we should win because you look at the squads and there's no yeah. comparison to be made but it I think it was Stuart who said last week that within five or ten minutes of a City game you can tell whether they're in yeah. the mood to go out and play or whether they'll just pass the ball around without any purpose and, and labour and struggle mm. I think we should obviously beat Burnley I think we probably will I think Burnley will give us a fright and, and create chances but if it is open I'd back us going forward to score more than they do So okay talking points from the games over the weekend the FA Cup games because we weren't really involved in anything um, we haven't for there was quite a while interesting game last night between um, Stretford and, and, and the Gooners and uh, I think it always looked to me as though the Gooners would probably end up winning that. And I did actually turn to my partner, who happens to be, dare I say it, a, a Man U fan, mm. um, and said at one point, um, I think you'll be lucky to have 11 players on the pitch at the end of this game because I can see someone is going to get sent off very shortly because it got quite spiky. Um, I was a bit surprised when Di Maria was sent off, um, A, for a bit of play acting, and B, then for grabbing hold of the ref. I mean, what's that all about? Last night showed everything that's wrong with Man United. you got all the crowd shots of their fans who still think they're entitled to win every game, you know, heads in their hands, on the verge of tears. you got the diving, you got the incompetent defending, and you got the arrogance to let Danny Welbeck go coming back to bite you in the arse. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, the, the, bit, the bit I must take from that is that um, I, I was actually quite pleased that Welbeck celebrated his goal mm. because I think anybody scoring for a team should be celebrating totally rather than agree. not celebrating. I think that I can't understand this whole not celebrating because I'm down with the fans kind of thing. That yeah. irritates aside, me. Because yeah. when he retires, you know Welbeck will still be a United fan. Yeah. And I thought it was strange that the fans booed him when he got... Oh, yeah, pathetic. Yesterday. Um, so, it's, yeah, Lampard... I, I, you can understand why he didn't celebrate scoring against Chelsea. Yeah, um, and to be fair, I could have understood Welbeck not but he celebrating didn't, he because didn't. he's a United fan and spent a while at the club. It's players who Sturridge not celebrating against us. There was um, a City youth player, Jordi Hiwula, who was on loan earlier this season um, at Yeovil, and he's now on loan at Walsall. And he scored against Yeovil at the weekend and didn't celebrate. <laughs> And he spent a month or two months. That's what I think frustrates fans yeah. because he has no real affinity to his first club. Yeah, With people like Welbeck and Lampard, you could understand yeah. it. But it's yeah. refreshing to see a player do. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the point in not celebrating. You're scoring a goal for your current employers, and the, the reality is you have to be professional when you're on the mm. pitch. And, and you scored the goal because you're a professional. That's what you're paid to do. Yeah, if, if you scored, though, for just saying Arsenal against City. Would you celebrate? If I'd, I'd never been at City, then I'd, yes. I'd, 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 I'd struggle. I, I, I did play, going back to my rugby playing days, I played for a team called Ashford for nearly 20 years. I ended up playing for Folkestone one day against Boom. them because I'd, I'd kind of decided I didn't want to play for Ashford anymore. And um, I certainly celebrated scoring the try that I scored for Folkestone against Ashford. So that, and that was quite hard, obviously, you know, mixed emotions. Yeah, running the length of the pitch. Oh yeah, well that two righty should have done that because the Arsenal fans were scum that day. 
They were, they were well, they were on his back. They were on his back, and they'd always been on his back. No, but they it was probably him. They he, probably, he probably was taking that just a little bit too far. Maybe <laughs> running to know. running from one end of the yeah, stadium to the other yeah. is to there is. Yeah, I think so. I, no, I totally understand why he did that, and totally agree with him. I thought the Arsenal fans were foul to him that day. They weren't. I mean, if they're just booing you, then you know you can sort of live with that. You know, it's not the end of the world. But they were singing some really horrible things to him about his mum and his. So, so family, why so. did Di Maria think it was all right to a fall over when somebody touches his arm and b then grab hold of the ref from behind? Just I mean, grab is probably a, a, an over enthusiastic, but he he did he did reach for the middle of his back, didn't he? He's a spoiled child. I think that was just heat of the moment. He's been accused right. of cheating and correctly accused, mm. but, but it was a fairly so, it was a fairly soft yellow. The ref could have let that go and yeah. just let the game carry on, couldn't um, he? But he'll have. He'll have just been caught up in the heat of the moment, and and he'll, as soon as he touched the ref, he'll have regretted it. Um, and it was the right decision. And I think there's been so much criticism of refs this season, yeah. some of it justifiable. And I think you have to mention then that Oliver was excellent. He got all the yeah. decisions. Yes. It's about it's about Absolutely. it's about getting the balance, isn't it? And actually allowing the game to flow without. Uh, I find it sometimes quite frustrating when a ref could actually allow play to continue, and he actually brings it back for a foul mm. because he doesn't think there's going to be a sufficient advantage gained out of it. And the players running towards the goal, nobody around him, are likely to put the ball in. Um, but you know, hey, um, on a different note, I did actually see the um, New York City game on oh, uh, Sunday evening at nine o'clock. I actually tuned in to watch that. And, and by all accounts, although it was a one-all draw, it wasn't a bad game. No. Interesting to see Kaka lining up against our, our boys. Kaka play for them? Kaka plays for Orlando City. Oh, right. That's who our opponent. New York City for I, th- I, th- I think they play in light blue. They have Etihad across their shirts. They've got City as that. So I think I would say if I had an American team now, it would be New York City, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I won't follow them as ardently as I would Man City. Man City is my first love and always will be. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably follow them to the same degree as I follow Stoke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, think perhaps, I think perhaps a well, little bit more than that, Joe. Well, podcast listeners might know my mum supports Stoke they're my second team and okay. I look at their results. But yeah, I'll probably follow My mum supports Sheffield Wednesday, mate, but I'm not even going anywhere near saying I have any kind of... <laughs> Favour for Sheffield. Yeah, but that's, Chef- that's, that's Sheffield. You, you've you've never heard the famous Britannia roar or sat in the booth and end. Which city do you support? Uh, Manchester City. Okay. Now I, I find it quite hard to summon up any enthusiasm for New York City. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. looking at the team, and I recognise David Villa, and I've, yeah. I've, over time I'll take a couple of City EDS yeah. players on loan. I think they've really taken one actually. Yeah, one's already gone. Yeah. That's when to I watch. I find them. it hard to to watch them and feel any passion I, I probably want well I do want them to win but it won't affect my weekend if they don't no absolutely same, sure. same here it's, it's more out of interest and, and, and favour than anything else and um, on that note I'd like to thank Joe and Stephen for joining me tonight and um, have a great week and let's hope we win on come on you blues on Saturday this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.